Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, and Nero, Callo, Argit Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Nero, and I've been kicking it with Gilgamesh. And I'm Kahlo, now ranked Chief Sergeant for Salaheim Sentinels. And that's all you get this week. Uh, unfortunately, Sale and Arjit not able to join us. Uh, Sale has a previous engagement, and Arjit had an unfortunate computer problem. So uh, joining us this week as uh, a, a repeat guest and an honorary host for this week, Tiger Fury. Uh, I'd like to welcome you back to the program. Thank you, guys. I'm doing great. And uh, joining us this week as our guest from my home world and a very close friend of mine. We've been friends for a very, very long time. Known to the boards as OMGWTF BBQ Kitten. But for the purposes of this program and the name that I was so wonderfully introduced to him as FUBAR. Fubar, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Now, now, Foobs, I can still call you Kitten, right? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess things that happen behind Mog House doors are supposed to stay there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's uh, it's great to have you both on the program. Uh, I know this is uh, this is a little bit unorthodox. We've never been short two hosts before. We're just going to try to uh, keep it rolling and roll with the punches and uh, bring you guys the best show that we possibly can. Now, a couple of things that I want to address about the show uh, itself. Uh, we have introduced, obviously, a new segment called Limit Breaking News. And the idea behind this segment is to not only get you the fastest news about Final Fantasy XI uh, that we can provide, but it's also to give news about the community. And it's really a way for us to... Uh, put something together faster than an hour and a half show. And so uh, we hope that you'll enjoy the Limit Breaking News segments. Uh, they're supposed to be informative and breaking news about the game. So uh, they're, they're shorter than normal episodes, usually anywhere from uh, 10 to uh, maybe 30 minutes on the longer side. Uh, so uh, we've started this new segment, and uh, we really hope that you enjoy it. Now, uh, another thing that we also did was uh, we've got this voicemail segment that has been kind of hanging out uh, without a name for a while and uh, we put it to a vote on the boards and there were uh, a lot of really good names that were uh, that were suggested um, but the, the one that was chosen by the community and the one that was chosen by you guys is Voices of Vonadil and that's the new name for the segment and we will be premiering Voices of Vonadil tonight but uh, before we, we get into the show let's let's go through personal updates uh, and uh, Kawa, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, well, the past month or a couple of weeks for me have been extremely busy. Uh, the first thing, probably the biggest, is the completion of the Chains of Promathia. Uh, my groups, we, we, we static through it. We started on Oryu, and within six days, we had completed all of it. Wow. It was Incredible. amazing. Uh, lots of gil. Uh, I went from, I think, like 700k to 4k. 
Ah. Um, and, and, and that's where I've been sitting. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, I also finished up all of TOA, which people told me that the storyline was amazing, and I'm like, yeah, all right, it, it's probably pretty good, but Square Enix is doing a lot of really new and innovative stuff as far as cutscene goes, as far as story goes, and it, it's just it's just amazing. If you haven't finished your TOA, do it. And the thing that I'm currently on right now and putting a lot of my effort and time into is Assaults. I'm now Chief Sergeant, which puts me one rank uh, away from the, mat, uh, the final rank, which was just introduced and that second lieutenant. So that's been about the majority of everything. Well, great. It sounds like uh, so far you've had a, uh, a really busy summer. Now, as for me, uh, I, I haven't been uh, been doing as much on the game. I don't have as much to report. I'm still stuck on COP25. I have leveled my monk to seven. That That's cool. I finished capping off my axe skill and put two merits into it, and uh, I haven't unlocked decimation. Uh, I've been fairly lazy uh, when it comes to uh, uh, doing much of anything. I just really, uh, I've been around Norg uh, working on a couple of things for the show, new segments, uh, of course, as I was talking about, and uh, some other uh, really big, really cool things that are coming up in uh, Limit Break Radio's future. I can't announce anything yet. I really wish that I could. I I, I wish that we had some big announcement now, but uh, hopefully in the future we uh, we will have some really cool stuff for you guys. Um, so that's that's been about what I've been doing. Uh, Tiger Fury, how about you? What have you been doing since uh, we last talked to you? Been um, furiously trying to recapture my past glory. I've leveled Ninja to thirty-seven, and uh, waiting on a, a member to come back from a break from the game. This uh, the static that I leveled Red Mage and Corsair up with. Uh, my last character is going to get back together for another job for Ninja. And in the meantime, I've been leveling Warrior, and I just dinged forty-five. Congratulations. So, nice. Uh, and I got rank 5 Sandoria. Other than that, that's uh, nothing. Since you just got rank 5 Sandoria, am I supposed to do my big bagpipes thing? Because uh, <laughs> not doing it. No. That's the whole reason I agreed to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of promised him you'd do bagpipes live. Really? That's the only reason you came here, Tiger? I'm, I'm, I'm yes. hurt. I'm hurt. All right, fine. Just, just, just for you. Just All for right. You. <laughs> that was so worth it. Oh, My ears are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that people actually want that CD. Yeah, you know what? I just figured out how to solve my 4K problem. <laughs> What's that, Kahlo? You're going platinum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Uh, now, now, Fubar, uh, w- what have you been doing uh, recently in game? Well, um, recently I've been doing a lot of Sky and Dynamics, which is unusual for me since I kind of keep a distance from end game. Yeah, I, 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 we've we've been, of course, on a couple of Sky runs together. It's uh, yeah. it's great fun, great great fun. Oh, well, it's, it's it's a lot of fun when people are enthusiastic about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. When you have that established PC and PS2 user base, they're just kind of, eh. When you have the Xbox 360 kids, though, they're like, yo, let's do this. Yeah, all, all hyped about it and everything and ready to do it. Uh, the, the eagerness is definitely uh, a plus. Oh, actually, yeah. speaking of 360, um, I actually got myself a, uh, a noob that uh, I've actually been taking to the game and whatnot. I was sitting there in Windurst, and this kid comes up, and he's like, hey, you look cool. 
I talked to him again, and like I took him around getting all of his teleports one day and giving, getting him his sub-job items at level 10. I don't know how many times, Kahlo, I have to tell you this, we cannot take on any more interns. No more. No, no. This is the thing, though. He's, he's like, intelligent. Competent? Yeah, yeah, competent. There, there that's the word. You, 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 you said the same thing about Wally. What I thought. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you gave me that same guarantee about Wally. And look what happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should be. But yeah, they're, they're enthusiastic about what they're doing right now. They're tearing up the sky, farming like crazy, getting on those pop NMs and popping in dynamics. They're just excited to do it. There's nothing worse than having an endgame shell that does it just do it and isn't having fun and just complaining the whole time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'm kind of the same way. You know, if I attend an event, uh, I, you know, I don't really necessarily need to get anything out of it. It's just yeah. the, the fun of wanting to do it and wanting, you know, to, to help others. And unfortunately, you know, I don't, I, I just, I don't get enough uh, playtime in the day where I can go on a lot of these, you know, runs, sky runs, uh, pop and stuff like that. It's stuff that I really enjoy and like doing and want to do. But uh, unfortunately, time doesn't provide me, you know, uh, enough to actually do it. So, yeah. Now, Foobs, the reason that that we're having you on today is Corsair. Uh, you you have leveled Corsair to seventy five. Uh, I I basically watched you level it to seventy five. Well, I didn't watch you. I just kind of <laughs> watched your 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 level rise. Uh, as you know, yeah. I would see you in in the link shell, but. Uh, uh, it, one of one of the very first uh, seventy five corsairs, I believe, on Titan. Am I correct? Not the very first. No, I didn't really get kicking into corsair until about three four months after the job was in- introduced. That's right, because you got it. you got ranger to seventy five first, right? Yeah. I got yep, Ranger to 75 right. first, uh, back in November. That that alone, I mean, that alone is extremely impressive to take the time to level both Ranger and and, and Corsair to, to 75, and in such a you know such a quick order is extremely impressive. And uh, it also stands to mention that you also have 75 Bard on the Fubar character. Yeah, I have a 75 Bard, a 65 Red Mage, 60 Beastmaster, and a 60 Dragoon on Fubar. So That's yeah, I'm a, a lot of cool. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. No, but really, uh, you are sort of a role model for me, having leveled two, almost three of the uh, the jobs that I want to take to 75. So yeah. I give you a little bit of props. <laughs> yep. Any pl- any plans to take up Puppet Master in the future, Foods? <laughs> I've pondered it, but I've uh, kind of backed away from the idea of again. But three jobs didn't entail high expense, so no. Well, yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. Okay, so uh, Corsair, uh, the the reason that uh, we have you on now, Kahlo, I know you uh, you have a little bit of knowledge in the Corsair department, uh, leveling it to what twelve? Uh, I, w- I was at thirteen, but then a Yagudo got me. <laughs> and uh, and Tiger Fury, uh, have you leveled Corsair at all? I did. You did. To, to how how far? How far did you level it? The original Fury was level 70. Wow. Okay, so there's a fairly good Corsair knowledge base here. So I'm excited to uh, to learn more uh, about this job because it's it's something I, I don't know much about, uh, to be quite honest. I, I've, I've considered looking into it. I've considered researching it and, and, and seeing, uh, you know, what the job entails. But uh, ultimately, my laziness and lo- love for Dark Knight won out. So... Um, 
So we're going to have to settle for, I'll think about unlocking it and maybe leveling it, and then he never touches it. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, so you get you two, you two have a goal today, and that's to uh, uh, try to convince me to uh, unlock and level Corsair. Now, uh, I don't know. I, I started the quest for it. Never finished it, but I started the, cut, the quest. The cutscenes are awesome, by the way. Yeah, the, no, the opening cutscene to get the to get the Corsair job is cool. I recommend just starting the quest just so you can see the cutscene. It's really cool. All right, so um, diving right in, Fubar Corsair. What is the idea? What is the theory behind Corsair? Because it's different from all of the other jobs, yet very similar to a a support class such as uh, a bard or a red mage. Well, um, Corsair is basically the Final Fantasy XI version of Gambler, but uh, rather than uh, just buff random abilities with a, a slot or real ability, they chose to use other jobs, job traits as a basis for using AOE buffs. So what Corsair does is he'll borrow double attack courier, pass it on to the rest of the melee and the area of effect, more or less. And there's a percentage rate for each buff. His job traits like evasion bonus from, well, hate to say it, but they didn't, Thief's Roll is not evasion ro- bonus. They ninja'd evasion bonus to ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Damn them. But a Thief does have the, uh, critical hit rate from sneak attack trick attack so thief roll is critical hit rate up they should have made rogues roll triple attack so that you could you know put that up with double attack while you have a warrior in thief and party that would have been hot (laughs) that would be insane that that would be that that, wow i can't even they call mgms on you if you did that yeah Yeah. (laughs) colibris are like lol hacks But it is funny to see a barred white mage double attack when they're meleeing. It's kind of entertaining. But, uh, yeah, that's what we do. We basically take another trait from another job and pass it on to the rest of the party. Now, now that doesn't go to say that in order to use that trait, that job has to be in there. It's just that your rules are, are based off of the job traits. Well, they're based off the job traits, and they're always active, but there's a lower percentage rate without that job present in party. So if you want a better version of the Dark Knight role, if you want more attack, you need a Dark Knight in party. Ah, okay. Gotcha. All right, so Foobs, uh, why don't you uh, go over, uh, you know, obviously some roles are better than others, and uh, I actually haven't had a chance to experience all roles myself with only having core at 12 and only having partied with a core a couple times. So why don't you go over uh, some of the better ones, or, or, or the more used ones, rather. The common ones are Hunter's role which is an accuracy bonus for both melee and ranged accuracy. There's Chaos Roll, which applies to both melee and ranged attack. Fighter's Roll increases the double attack rate, as I said. Um, Rogue's Roll, the Thief Roll, increases critical hit rate. When you roll a 5 with a Thief in party, oh god, it's like many mighty strikes. It is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Monk Roll is a... not commonly used at all, but it, it's a subtle blow bonus, so keep me down for that. Gallant's roll is the LOL roll of most of the Corsair's rolls, um, <laughs> unfortunately. It's a, it's a AOE blaze spikes. It's a damage reflection. That so. just kind of kind of seems like uh, I don't know what I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, like <laughs> wouldn't is there is there a def, there there's got to be some kind of defense bonus rule, isn't there? Or is there not? No, there's not. No. There's magic defense bonus from uh, the Magus roll, which is blue, but... Yeah, yeah. that's rarely used as well, unless like, you have like a red mage who refuses to sub-white <laughs> mage in the mire or something, and you're just like, oh, crap. 
we're going to get like AOE to death. Sometimes I'll roll that out of desperation, but not usually. But uh, we got past the first LOL roll, uh, which is a uh, Gallant's roll. Ninja roll is the evasion bonus. Healer's roll is a very nice roll. If you have a white mage in party, you have a plus resting MP bonus, so you get more MP back as you're resting. It's like a free cookie. That's great. Evoker's roll is obviously the refresh roll. Summoner in party gives you one extra MP a tick on each value that you land on. Now, uh, uh, Corsair potentially has the best refresh buff in-game, correct? Yes. Yes. With a, with a summoner in party, you can get um, five MP a tick. On, if you roll 11, if you roll a five, you'll get a four. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wizard's roll is a magic attack bonus. Black mages love it. You have a uh, warlock's roll, magic accuracy bonus. Red mages is not so much. They don't like that so much because um, they got plenty of it already. Mages roll, magic defense bonus. Coral roll is very rarely used, but it's um it's based off the fact that Bard doesn't get interrupted while they play in song. Oh, oh, fair enough. So it's a, it's an aqua veil effect. Okay, dragon roll, the uh, second LOL roll. <laughs> It's a, it's a pet magic attack and accuracy bonus, which is interesting if you have a summoner presence that actually cares to use magical attacks with their avatars, but otherwise it's just kind of LOL. Um, beast roll, Beastmasters and summoners love this one. It's a pet attack bonus. And it's like You can see a good spike of damage to um, pet attacks with that. Really Puppet roll, yes, LOL pop, has the pet accuracy bonus. I never use. Uh, <laughs> never. When Corsair was was kind of first released, there was a lot of discussion and a lot of talk about Corsair's role and and a little bit of uh, of differing opinions on whether to use Corsair's role or not because Corsair's role grants the XP bonus. So, uh, uh, Tiger Fury and, and Foob, what do you think about using uh, Corsair's role? Uh, you know, in in any situation. It's a nice roll. It's a nice bonus for some situations, but it's kind of like, well, it's the problem you have with Bard. When you're leveling Bard or buffing as Bard or Corsair, you have two sides of the party to concern yourself with. The mage side and the melee side with the tank. Right. I mean, in, in some cases, you're going to want to hit the paladin with the evoker's roll as well, which presents a problem at times. But, I mean, it's the same problem if you do Corsair's roll, because ultimately your goal is to have four buffs going on party total. Two on one side, two on the other. Mm-hmm. You roll Corsair roll for everybody, and you've knocked it down to three. And if you have an MP-heavy party, and uh, you're rolling other buffs without Corsair's roll, and you roll Evoker's roll, you're again knocking down the buff roll rotation down to three. So in that situation, you kind of want the Red Mage with you to cover the Paladin or the Dark Knight or whoever. Right. But back to Corsair's roll, I only really use it in Mana Burn parties, because you just have five Black Mages and you're only doing two buffs at a time. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that, for sure. Yeah, like you're roaming around this way and that way. Black mages will just run this way, that way, and the other. But if you roll Corsair's roll, they'll get in order really quick. Especially the Japanese black mages will just light up. And you're <laughs> like, like uh, suddenly you're speaking their language. EXP. Okay, I understand. But otherwise, I'm reluctant to use Corsair's roll. But I will use it in like situations where you're like trioing, sky farming, stuff like that. Gotcha. 
we want to get their EXP back from like all the dying and dynamics or something. <laughs> so we go up Sky Farm, you roll that. Not a big deal. Now, Tiger Fury, what about you? What do you think about uh, Corsair's role? Well, it's nice in the to get through those early levels because you have really low defense and you don't really hit that hard and you can't use a gun yet. So it, you know, it speeds that up. In a traditional party, though, you know, moving up through the levels, you're going to kill faster. I mean, with your other roles, you're going to help the party kill faster, and it's going to more than make up for not having Corsair's role XP-wise. And I generally agree with that. We'll just look at the bottom line, the EXP per hour, or the EXP per kill, and they'll just say, okay, roll Corsair's roll. And I'm like, just use your frickin' Empress band, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of EXP bonus does it grant? I mean, is it is it really, like, that noticeable? The only time it was ever really noticeable to me was when it was stacked on top of an Empress band. And then that XP got ridiculous until the band wore yeah. off. But, uh, it's you have the chain going, it's not too bad, but you'd get killed faster if you just use your other buff. Your best percentage bonus on uh, Corsair's roll with the 5 and the 11 is a 16% bonus on the 5 and a 24% bonus on the 11. Well, that's, I mean, that can that can be pretty considerable, especially, you know, as you said, stacked with, uh, yeah, with but, an XP ring of some sort. Yeah, for sure. But uh, now, I'd say out of all the rolls we have, the most flaky ones are Evoker's roll and Corsair's roll because they're just so powerful. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's questionable for me to go with Corsair's roll over another role. Now, Foobs, you mentioned uh, lucky and unlucky numbers for each role. Why don't you explain a little bit more what exactly each of those do? Okay, um, well, Phantom Rolls, which are all of our rolls and buffs, have a increase in potency from 1 to 11, with the exception of lucky and unlucky. Unlucky takes it to the level of the first value, like a 1, or slightly below it. And a lucky number takes it close to the highest value you can get. The highest value you can get on each roll is an 11. That's the best buff of every roll, is hitting that, 11, that hitting that blackjack, basically. That's where you go, Vegas, baby, Vegas! Clickety-clack. <laughs> um, uh, otherwise, it's, you want to get the lucky number. But, too, you want to get as high as you can without going over, obviously, and without hitting unlucky. So that's your goal for each roll. Uh, I have kind of a crutch in my uh, macros that I have an echo to the lucky and luck- unlucky numbers. So I, if I pull out something a little more obscure like upbit roll or gallant roll, I'll still remember. Oh, that's uh, that's actually a pretty handy uh, little macro there. I might have to use that. I, I actually yeah, have them on a, on a sticky note that's stuck next to my desk. I like <laughs> your idea a lot better. Yeah, I used yeah, the echo they're... as well. It was really helpful. Fun little fact now here really quick. For those of you who don't know, uh, Slash Echo is basically puts it in chat so that only you can see it. When Wally first found out about the Echo command, he sat there for an hour in Linkshaw going, ha ha ha, I'm sitting here talking about you guys in Echo and none of you know about it. (laughs) (laughs) Why does that not surprise me? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh... Now, Foobs, on one of our earlier episodes, uh, we had uh, a small discussion, I think it was inspired by an email, on which we preferred as a support class, Red Mage, Corsair, or Bard, and arguably Summoner could also be placed in there. So how is Corsair different from the other support classes? Well, as I said earlier, um, Corsair buffs based off of job abilities and traits. Well, traits more specifically. Corsair also specializes in resetting job abilities. That's more accurate. So um, what you have, of course, they're doing is loaning out job traits, and with random deal and their two-hour wildcard, they can reset job abilities. If you roll five or six, you can reset two-hour abilities as well, except for the Corsair's two-hour themselves. You can't reset your own two-hour. 
or another Corsair is two hours for that matter. Aside from that, um, there are different pros and cons. Okay, so I, I've taken Bards at 75 as well. Bards' biggest strength is their melee buffs, their haste buffs, their attack buffs, and the evasion and the uh, accuracy buffs as well. So Bards do skew better to the melee parties, but of course there is no slouch in that regard. We do have strong melee buffs, but we have to play them off the jobs in the party. Which can be good or bad. If you get a puppet master, a paladin, and a dragon to get together, you're kind of screwed on uh, good <laughs> buffs to use, because there aren't any. But there are fallbacks. You could use a um, samurai roll and a uh, fighter's roll. I, I call it a ghetto haste, since we can't really haste anybody. <laughs> it's like, put those two together, you can ghetto haste those. Or, or you could use fighter's roll still. It's not going to be as powerful, though, as if you have a warrior in party. I guess you could, uh, the analogy is uh, bard instruments are to their songs as other jobs are to Corsair roles, or the phantom roles that they do. Now, uh, another interesting thing about Corsair in comparison to the other support jobs is that the Corsair buffs you through job abilities, so if a Corsair gets silenced, right. it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, it, it's not magic, it's a job ability. You're just kind of like, eh, and then keep going. But- I mean, if you're a ninja or a white mage sub-job, then yeah, you're kind of screwed for shadows and magic, but other than that, yeah, no big deal. Amnesia and Paralyze, on the other hand, are a completely different story. Yeah, those can be problematic, because, you know, you go in there and you're trying to buff people, and Emperor uh, Kikikiren uses Amnesia, and you're just kind of frustrated. It's quite honestly the biggest, most annoying thing. I wish we had gotten a resist trait for Amnesia rather than Paralyze. Because I could just break out a remedy for Paralyze. You can't fix Amnesia. Yeah, hopefully they'll uh, come out with a way to get rid of Amnesia. I, I can't tell you how infuriating that status effect is. I don't care how rare and obscure the cure is. Just give it to me in stacks of 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meyer parties, that's not fun at all. I hate Meyer parties for that reason alone. Half the time when like Ranger or Corsair out there, I'm standing further away from the mob than usual because I don't want to get it, because I still want to buff people, but then there's the joy use commands me, and I want to go up and hit the monster with it. But, <laughs> but I try to resist sometimes, but uh, sometimes the joy use wins. Joy use always wins. Joy use yeah. for the win. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing for Corsair. Just TP up and use those slug shots over and over again. On top of the different buffing style, also Corsair adds a direct damage element. I mean, if you flex your muscle with a ranger yeah. in the party, they're going to laugh at you, but Slugshot is still no joke. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing to laugh at. And, uh, you know, Red Maze, they'll magic burst and bard. Well, we don't like to yeah, let bard, them in. Bard can't do anything there. They can <laughs> have and people can laugh. Um, in your face, flipper feet. <laughs> now, Foops, earlier you mentioned the Corsair's two-hour ability wild card and talked a little bit about random deal. But uh, probably one of the most unique things about Corsair, uh, similar to their phantom role, is their quick draw ability. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, quick draw is a one million ability, just like phantom roll. It's an umbrella ability, just like phantom roll. You pick one of eight elemental shots from the menu after selecting Corsair roll and use it on the mob. Now, um, how it works is you actually do have consumables for this ability. So it's kind of like ninja in a way. You have eight different elemental cards to choose from. You got, well, the eight elements, obviously. Fire, water, earth, ice, wind, dark light, so on and so forth. And each has an effect on various things. If you shoot earth shot, you want to do that after someone has cast slow. 
because it'll actually enhance the duration and power of slow. So let's say um, someone casts slow on a ninja in PvP. Utsusimini uh, would go from 45 second recast to 53. With Earth Shot applied, it would go to 58. Oh, wow, and okay, the, gotcha. And then the thief would come kill the ninja. Um, <laughs> Owned. And, yeah, pretty much. So that's basically the idea. Uh, with like a spell like Dia, you apply Light Shot and it basically converts it to a Dia 2. So you're basically moving an Enfeeble up a tier when you use Quick Draw. It's six of the elemental rolls to do damage as well. And you can use um, Magic Attack here, like the Moldavite Airing, or the, I call it the Uggy Pendant because I can't pronounce it otherwise. Nobody can. Um, you can use that. Agility stats also affect Quick Draw in that they affect the accuracy. So, of course, there is one to pile on agility for that particular ability. You want to macro in your agility rings or your earrings or whatever. Another interesting thing about Quick Draw is that the base damage is actually determined by the damage of the gun, and it's kind of divided and mathematically mixed up with the bullet damage as well. So as you upgrade your guns and your your bullets, well, you never get beyond iron bullets at 50. Once you have the iron bullets and better guns, your uh, quick base quick draw damage boosts up. So you'll basically like start around maybe, I think it was like one maybe 140 when you hit level 40. And uh, you can make, uh, before uh, magic attack gear and all that, you can, you can hit about 180. Oh, wow. But, uh, but if you apply uh, various sub-jobs with a magic attack bonus, such as blue mage, red mage, or black mage, you can actually boost the damage even further. You can get upwards with uh, elemental staves and those sub-jobs, you can get a little over 300. Some people like to make up stuff and say 400, but it's a, over 300 is about the best you can do with that. But a, a free nuke every minute, that's pretty good on top of what it does. And the only downside is it can be resisted, just like a regular spell. Yeah, just like magic, even though it's a job ability. Now, as of a uh, recent update, and you know, we, we did mention this in passing when it first came out, but uh, light and dark shot uh, work a little bit different. They have a little bit uh, different curve to them, right? Yeah, they took the damage away from those two shots, which I still don't like. But um, what they did was they took added Dispel to Dark Shot and Sleep to Light Shot. And both of these are incredibly accurate shots most of the time. I mean, unless you're facing a mob that's way ahead of your level, you're going to land this, and it's going to piss Thread Mages off. Because um, <laughs> they'll sit there and they'll cast and cast and cast and resist, because they can spam it and you can't. But yeah, Dark Shot's very accurate, and Light Shot is uh, its amazing, actually. I hated the idea at first that we were getting something that made us more on par with Bard in terms of sleep ability, but it's turned out to be very powerful. You can actually sit there and like shoot a VT mob once a minute, and it'll wake up a minute later. So nice. you're actually wow. you're actually almost on par with the black. You're just about on par with black mage on sleeping, except yours is more accurate than their sleep hill and Bard's lullabies. Bard has the lullabies to spam, so they had just add a little on the pulling. But if you really try, if you suck it up and drop the ranger sub job for pulling at merit level with the peacemaker, you can compete. You can totally compete on setting up fights with light shots. It's really nice. And also, it's oh. pretty much instant. There's no casting time. Yeah, there's no casting time. It's instantaneous. So, Corsair, obviously, uh, people put it into the support class, but 
it's a little different, obviously, because Corsair can pump out some pretty good damage, correct? Yeah, you definitely want to pursue the Ranger sub-job for Corsair if you want to do the damage. I mean, I, I, I went 1 to 72 using nothing but the Ranger sub-job. I had Ninja leveled, and I tried it once at the uh, Crawler's Nest level, flapped, and then put it away again. <laughs> um, did pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's totally useless up until you get to the merit levels where you're expected to pull because you have, well, Corsair has access to the lowest delay gun in the game. Uh, which is the Peacemaker, so 290 delay. So you can pretty much compete with anyone on pulling with it. But otherwise, you want to always go back to a higher delay gun and use the Ranger sub-job for better damage and accuracy. Some people will skew to White Mage at low level, and it's not an entirely bad idea. Because, well, at that level, you're, okay, your accuracy, no matter what, is going to suck. 1 to 20, it's going to blow. Because uh, even with Ranger, you're going to have Sharp Shot, but that's it. You're not going to have the first job accuracy trait kick in. You won't have accuracy bonus until 20. And even then, just in my opinion, I, I couldn't feel that accuracy bonus until I got the knock set, the uh, Archer's Knives, mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. That really helped pick Ranger up really good. It's not an entirely bad idea to go White Mage at that level. I didn't have it leveled on my character at the time, but I knew from Bard experience it could have been used at that level. Overall, you want to go for the Ranger sub-job. And if, if, if you end up liking Ranger, I definitely recommend taking it all the way, because I'm anal. I would... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I saw I saw marksmanship. I see Corsair's B rating versus Ranger's A minus. So I was like, well, why don't I just cap marksmanship for Ranger first? And I, I kind of just um, piggybacked the jobs back and forth for a while uh, through the 60s. And eventually, I just kind of I found a good static with Ranger and just kind of took it the rest of the way and left Core behind for a bit. All right, now uh, I, I did a lot of research on Corsair before I actually attempted to get into leveling it. And for anyone who's still a little confused on the job, there's actually a, a, a Corsair guide by Yamaya on fmpcyclopedia.org. If you go to the main Corsair page, there's a link down at the bottom. And there's a small paragraph at the beginning called 5-Minute Window for Corsair, which really basically puts into perspective exactly what it is a Corsair does in a party. It basically breaks what Corsair does down into 13 steps, and it's a 5-minute timetable. You do your first roll, which is on the mages. Obviously, this is so that the Corsair can keep the melee buffs on himself. Double up if necessary, which actually, uh, we haven't mentioned this, but, you know, when you do a roll, you can use an ability called double up to basically keep on rolling higher, trying to get those extra numbers. Yeah, that's uh, basically your hit me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you start dealing damage on the mob while you wait for phantom roll to count back down. Do your second roll on the mages, double up, deal more damage. Third roll on melee, double up, deal damage. Fourth roll to melee, double up, do damage, and then by this time, your first roll will wear off, and you can go back to step one. Well, yeah, more or less, that's what you do. Um, that's uh, forgetting the quick draws, though. Ah, yes, um, and then I'll obviously putting quick draws in there. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Of course, quick draw entirely depends on if your mages are even casting in people to begin with. Mm-hmm. There are quick draws that are more useful than others. The earth, wind, ice ones are obviously going to be, you know, top of the line because those are the ones that mages will most commonly use. It's a kind of a toss-up what you want to use depending on who, which tank you have. Or you don't want like something to tear through a ninja's shadow, so you want to enhance the, the slow. 
so you use Earthshot. And uh, there are situations you might want to paralyze to go off more, so you use Ice Shot instead if paralyzed lands. But yet, you want to have the mage buff cycled in first, and then go with the melee buffs, and uh, do your damage in between those times. I've actually managed to actually rotate in pulling, which I, I think I can only say that I do that because I had Bard and Ranger experience beforehand, and some people just, they totally object to doing that. But um, it's not hard if you don't have any competition and you're not using the, as high a delay a gun as possible. You can actually integrate pulling within those minutes, too. It's just you have to have a lot of practice with it. So uh, I suppose the question now is, Aniro, do you feel like unlocking Corsair? Uh, it's it's very interesting and and very unique and uh, you know what I gotta say I love having uh, having Corsair in a party but uh, there's just you know there's something about leveling up Ranger I know how much you guys love Ranger but I just can't I I just can't seem to do you to, need a loan more than you can imagine uh, but no no I I, I no I don't need okay a and Nero. Here's my uh, here's my challenge to you, okay? All right. If you level Ranger to Slugwinder level, and you don't absolutely fall in love with that job, I will go out and get my O hat, and it will become my main head equip. <laughs> you got to take that. Ah, uh, for all of us, you have to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Kahlo in an O hat. You know what? If I if I get some time, if I get some time, I'll put some I'll put some thought into uh, into leveling Ranger uh, a, a little bit. Now that I have now that I have Ninja leveled to, to sub range, uh, you know, I'm more I'm more inclined to do it now. But uh, but I haven't Samurai in your corner, man. That's true. That's a good Ranger stuff job. That's true. It's tempting, but the desire to do monk is there too. I, I've just got I've got so much on my plate already. Yeah, you know, you know, Kahlo, you might have finished up COPs, but some of us haven't here. <laughs> well, get the move on. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, uh, by the way, um, have you seen the LOL Ohat equip? Uh, um, yes, I have. <laughs> I have. Uh. For, for those of you who, who aren't sure what we're talking about, uh, check out our newly launched fan art section on the main page, uh, under the media section. Yeah, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Um, we launched a new fan art section. If anyone has fan art that they've done that either we've never seen or uh, has escaped us, um, make sure that you uh, email us, host at limitbreakradio.com. Uh, we, we, love, we love fan art, and we'll more than gladly put it up on, uh, on, our, on our site. And definitely check the media section, because uh, our, our new fan art section has, uh, has gone up there. Um, now, real quick, before we leave Corsair, we covered the job in a fairly unique way. Uh, normally, we cover a job 1 to 75, and not, not so much uh, the, the way that we covered it here, but um, uh, I think that we needed a unique way to cover a unique job, because I think that the overall importance is learning what the different job abilities and the different roles do, because that will uh, greatly impact how you play Corsair. Uh, so yeah. real quick, I wanted to go back over what level you get the job abilities at. Um, so obviously wildcard uh, you get uh, at level 1, uh, phantom roll at level 5 as well as double up, 
And uh, at level 40, you get quick draw, and level 50, you get random deal. And uh, the two new merit abilities that were added, uh, Snake Eye and Full, Tiger and, and Foobs, what are your opinions on uh, both Snake Eye and Full? Well, I, um, I'm planning to put two merits into Snake Eye and one into Fold, just so I have the means to play a little more liberally with my roles. Because um, you always want to strive for the best possible evoker's role, because that's actually when you're probably the most flaky role Corsair mm-hmm. has. Gotcha. But basically, to explain how Evoker's role works is you one, two, three, four, six, and seven, in addition to nine, all have the value of one. Yeah, that means that almost every value in that role is equal to unlucky. So you're only, you're only getting one MP per tick on all of those. You don't want any of those roles, especially nine. Eight and ten have a 2 MP per tick value, while 5 has a 3 MP per tick, and 11 has a 4 MP per tick. Uh, This is, of course, without the summoner factored in yet, so add one to each of those with the summoner. So what you want to do with, um, if you get that 9, you can actually turn it into a 10 and get the 2 MP per tick roll. So you're a little better off than you were before when you rolled a 9. Ah, I see. Okay. And if you if you're sitting on that four and you're not sure that you're going to land that one on the to get the five, then you can use it there as well. Ah. If you're feeling lucky though, you can keep doubling up. And if you do happen to bust, you can fold and not have that penalty on you. When you bust on Corsair, the worst possible buff, the net, the unlucky, it's still a buff. It's not just not a good one, but it reverses on you. So, um, like, say, I rolled Corsair's roll and I busted. I'm getting less EXP per kill. You're getting negative 6%. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm losing the negative. For Hunter's roll, I bust on that. I'm losing accuracy on melee and ranged. So you don't want that. And But worse is the double bust scenario. That means get- that for up to four minutes, you're locked out of rolling completely. Ooh. And that's a situation no Corsair wants to be in. Now, busts don't affect anyone else in the party. They just lose the, the buff completely. It's not like Joker Doom where everyone dies or something. <laughs> um, so you want to use fold for buff, but um, basically the best way to handle a buff situation is, um, let, let's say I get the evoker's roll and it's a 9 and it's that crappy 1 MP per tick. What I'll do is I'll sit there, the double buff timer has a maximum of 45 seconds until the last 15 seconds cooldown before the next phantom roll. So you have 45 seconds to double up before Phantom Roll is available again. What I'll do is I'll ride it to like the 40th second, and then I'll either double up again, hoping to get that 1 or 2 to get the 10 or 11, or bust, and then try again. So before you have full, you can get a full. It's all a matter of just kind of rationing out the situation and kind of playing it by ear. It's a gambling job, so you got to roll with the punches. Uh, there are two more merit abilities, well, their job traits, and they're not too shabby. Um, we mentioned random deal before, but we didn't really explain what it did. Uh, what random deal does is for all party members in area of effect, um, when you use random deal, the system will look at each party member and see which job abilities they haven't used. And it will try to reset one of them on each party member. If uh, the party members don't have any job abilities used, the log will show them as evading random deal. <laughs> the new trait for a random meal is called loaded deck. And what that does is it takes 
it looks at the job abilities again for each party member and tries to prioritize a job ability if more than two are used. So if you have like two job abilities used, it'll look for one of those. If you only have one, there's a chance it'll fail. So I put one merit into loaded deck to get that effect. And uh, unlike uh, random deal work before, random deal never really went for my sub job abilities. It just kind of hit the main one. That's what it would prioritize. Now, uh, when I merited loaded deck, it went down and starts looking for my ranger sub job abilities or my white mage sub job abilities as well. Oh, very cool. So I can actually reset barrage from ranger. I can reset fold or snake eyes at times as well, which is nice. That's very nice. Yeah. So far, I put one merit into Snake Eye, one merit fold, one into Loaded Deck, and the last one is called Winning Streak. And basically, this is what will probably pissed off uh, Bards and Red Mages is that we get a, another boost to our buff duration. Uh, Phantom Rolls by themselves last five minutes, and you can actually tack on with each merit 20 additional seconds to every Phantom Roll you do. That's huge. Yeah, that is yeah. great. <laughs> So think about having like a summoner in your party hitting that 11 and it lasting about six minutes if you chose to merit it to full. I'm still debating. I kind of want Snake Eyes down one one more merit, so I might go for that instead. But five minutes and 40 seconds is pretty good on a, a buff. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, um, I've, I've actually been pretty satisfied with um, the new merit abilities. Snake Eyes has been very, very helpful, and I'm using it just about every time it comes up, and uh, especially when it uh, random deal resets it now. Fold, you sit on a little bit, because sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you get really lucky. There are days I do not not roll a five on Evoker's roll or Fighter's roll, so sometimes I end up sitting on that timer. But it's uh, at least worth meriting once if you want to play a little more fast and loose with your rolls. So that's not so bad. A lot of people are complaining about these abilities. I don't see the problem. I don't see why our buffs need to be more than six minutes. Because it's more than enough time to do all the ranger stuff or all the white mage stuff or whatever you're going to sub. Yeah, as we were saying, five minutes is a very long time for a buff. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I kind of look quizzically at people and say that they can't maintain four buffs and pull. I'm like, how? You have well, five minutes. Of course, coming from a bard background, I'm sure that you're used to, you know, running all over the place buffing and, you know, getting people what they need, so. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the only thing that's kind of slightly maddening about both jobs. It's like when you're in that um, high-level situation with the Alliance and you got, like, Black Major scurrying here and there, or Rangers or Melee scurrying every which way. And when you're a bard, you just start crying because you can't, you can't move while you buff. You just... <laughs> You kind of break down and put that harp on that you don't want to use and hope it hits everybody. Dynamis. Um, Dynamis, I'm yeah. sure, can be maddening. That's very maddening. <laughs> Corsair, does a, Corsair does have a slight advantage, though, that you can kind of exploit. Since you can double up your rolls, let's say I got um, a straggler, black mage, or paladin far away from everyone else, and I got all the mages with a five, I can still run out to that paladin and double up. And he'll get a different value, but he'll still get refresh. Oh, cool. So you, you still want to kind of be careful because you're gambling. Mm-hmm. You, if you have that six, you're kind of doubting yourself. You go out and do six on the mages, then you might not want to employ that strategy. You might want to you know, kind of scale back on that. But if you get the good roll, you have a chance to go and buff the other people, and the mages will still have their good roll, and you can give 
well, the Paladin at least something, or the, the other Black Mage at least another MP a tick to go on, which Bard cannot do. Even at one MP per tick, it makes a difference. And, you know, even having that sanction refresh up, I notice, you know, like in a dire situation, it can be the difference between wiping or having one or two people alive or having yeah. the entire party alive. I mean, it can it can seriously make a difference. Some people um, will uh, turn to the Bard sub-job for that option as well to get the ex- extra one MP a tick. I'm not too wild about it because I kind of feel a, a, job, a sub-job is a two-way street. Both sides of the job want to get something out of the other job. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I'm a um, Corsair White Mage, I'm using a vocal role, I'm curing people, I'm getting an MP back. That works out. When I'm using or Blue Mage or Red Mage, those work too. Mm-hmm. And when you're using Ranger, you're adding something to the party's damage output. Uh, when you do uh, Corsair Bard, it's a uh, charity pirate. <laughs> uh, do you know any pirates that are just totally nice to people? I, mean, uh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> are I you don't. Know pirates? That totally kick ass. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, pirates aren't nice. Or, or, to, or support their crew. But, like, but there's an ebb and flow with a white mage, with ranger, with blue mage, red mage, and even ninja. Ninja finally comes in to shine at the TP burn levels. Um, especially so with... I, I didn't hit on this, and I want to hit on it because it's a big thing, and a lot of Corsairs overlook it, is the mana burn parties. I mentioned this before. Black mages love you. I'd argue that Corsairs are better for mana burn than bards are. Some might disagree. But uh, what I do in a mana burn party is... But usually we're on Mount Z. I'm just going to call it that because I can't pronounce the name <laughs> again. Is uh, You have all those black puddings. And a black mages love these things. Uh, what what they do, well, they like to kill them, first of all, because they're slow. They can gravity them and run away. Mm-hmm. And then start AMing from a distance. And then uh, sleep them and nuke. And that's what they do to solo. But when you um, have a group of them, it really cooks. When you have AM2s and AMs and Tier 4 nukes going down, you can really break in some EXP for uh, a good amount of EXP. Maybe not as good as a TP burn party, but still very good. And you get that excuse to roll Corsair's roll. Just to go back on the differences between Corsair, Bard, and Red Mage. Um, Red Mage is about endurance. You want to keep the party going. You want to keep the party alive. So you're crippling the mob. You're enfeebling it. Slow, paralyzed, the, uh, and this and that. The haste for your party members. The refresh. All the protective spells. All the curative spells. All that. And the nukes for magic bursting. So Red Mage is about endurance. It's about surviving. Bard is about making the party a wrecking ball. It's not about endurance. It's about overwhelming. It's about destroying. It's true. You, <laughs> it's, 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 you can say it's about inspiring your allies, but not really. Some of the best damage done in the game, I believe, is done through bards. Yeah. It's like, uh, people will be like, I did 100,000 damage on a fuck. It's like, you had a bard. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You did your base damage. Bard took it further. Give bard credit. But, um, <laughs> and it's the same way for Corsair is basically the same thing. It's about making the party a wrecking crew. It's about taking your crew and just raiding the other ship, I guess. It buffs jobs, kicks ass, and takes names. And Art. looks good while doing it. Yeah, it definitely looks good while doing it. Yeah, the AF is hot. Gotta, gotta say. Yeah. The hands and the legs are useless. The feet are okay. The body and the hat are amazing. 
for when you get them and what how long they last. It's it's a support class, but it's a support class with a punch. It's not sitting there back there singing songs or weeping over the fact <laughs> you can't use it uh, in spells and sword on the front line. You get the joy of being able to be invited and welcome to a party on a frequent basis, <laughs> and you get the satisfaction of doing what red mages can't, and that's damage. Um, Owned. Ah! And being a red mage okay, okay, also? Okay. That's true. It's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, well, red mages, go get the magic first. Well, we get the magic shot and the barrage and sharp shot and... Slug shot. Slug shot. Yeah. That's all that matters. It's, yeah, and getting that joy use, oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Mixing that in with all that, it, it's amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a fun job. And people shouldn't balk at the expense too badly. I mean, it's a, it's the second most expensive job in the game, but compared to what a ranger has to buy for ammo, Corsair is really much better off. Um, they don't have to buy silver bullets and Kabura arrows and demon arrows and status arrow bolts for their crossbow and the, all the ammo that a ranger has to deal with. It's a huge amount. It, it, it clogs up my mug house. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole I, other I, episode. Yeah, it fills the mug house, but I still love it. Um, of course, there's a little more streamlined in ranger in terms of damage dealing and how many, how many different bullets it has to use. It's a, it's a combination of a melee ma- job with a little magic to it. You get the quick draw for the magic. You get to play off other job abilities. That's, that's the main thing. Corsair is the captain of his crew. Bard is the maestro of the orchestra. That's very poetic. A captain knows the talents of his crew. You see the warrior, you see the thief, you play up to those strengths. And that's what Corsair is about, is playing up to the strengths of a party. Whereas, like, Bard will add to the stats of a party, and then Red Mage adds to the endurance of a party. Put those three together in a party, and oh god. It's ridiculously sick. Yeah, the, the other parties can just leave. They can hang it up. It's like being in a ranger burn party all over again in the sky. Just call yeah. it a day. Other parties are done. Yep, they're just there to watch. Yeah, they're pretty much just watching at that point and drooling. Now, uh, real quick before we uh, we move off of Corsair, uh, I want to talk gear a little bit, uh, just real quick. Um, I know that the AF2 gear for uh, all three of the new jobs hasn't been released yet. So, uh, in your guys' opinion, what do you what do you want it to be? What do you hope will this armor will be? What would you like to see on it? Uh, just some quick draw accuracy, because uh, you can never get enough of that. Maybe some magic yeah. attack bonus on a piece to, to help that even further. Um, that's about it, because the the first day is really good. Yeah. The first, I mean, the, the AF that we have, along with the Puppet Master and Blue Mage AF, is actually very modern. It's like the three of the AFs that Square got right, right off the bat. I mean, aside from like Beast Master and Red Mage, which are also just kind of perfect in every way for what they need to do. Oh, and pa- pa- Paladin, too. Paladin's Paladin, so too. Good. Yeah. Paladin gets lots of mileage, too. But all the other AF, AF it was kind of hit or miss, especially Dragon. Especially Dark Knight. The armor that we have is very modern. The hat and the body pieces especially give us the stats that we need to do our job to make up for the B rating and gun. And the Ranger subjob takes it even further. Um, what I want to see out of version 2, boost that quick draw damage so you can do the barrage, so you can do the plug shot and the quick draw. Mm-hmm. And have an even more respectable amount of damage. I think that's really what every Corsair wants at this point, and why some some Corsairs were disappointed 
in the group twos where there was no new damage ability. Even I will admit that I was secretly hoping there was going to be a tier two to quick draw. I didn't care if it consumed more cards, I would just like to see it do more damage. But then considering how powerful Nari does, I'll settle for more magic attack or more quick draw effects rather than just straight huge damage tier two. I'd like to see it get past the tier two nuke, maybe a tier three. We're halfway there. That would be very cool. Although I think I think there would be a lot of people saying that you know that's uh, that would make a, a Corsair a major advantage uh, as far as you know filling that almost kind of like DD ish position as well, doing uh, you know some fair amount of damage there. So yeah, it's a toss up. It's kind of a balanced thing. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But I don't know. I guess I don't just not satisfied with getting close to or a little over 300 when I could go a little further, I think. Well, uh, thank you, Fubar. Uh, you have uh, provided a, uh, a, a great cross-section of, of Corsair, and as I said, it's a very unique job, as were all three of the new jobs, uh, Puppet Master, uh, yeah. Blue Mage, and, and of course, uh, Corsair. So uh, I know that we're covering the uh, the job a little bit differently than we normally do, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that wraps it uh, about up for Corsair. Now, real quick uh there was a, a an update that happened after the june update so it was like june update part two it uh it happened on june 12th and uh there were some things added Kahlo, i know you were you were looking forward to a lot of this uh why don't we uh why don't we cover what was added in the june 12th update the mercenary rank second Yay. lieutenant was introduced Woot. Um, and they also introduced a lot of the new Purdue weapons along with that mercenary rank, which can be bought from the Immortals stationed around White Gates using your Imperial Standing. Now, how are those weapons? Are those are those pretty good? From what I understand, they're basically like uh, the Blau Dulch, you know, which uh, anyone who knows that's a freaking awesome weapon. Uh, they have insane latents, which is activated when you have... Uh, 100% TP, or as you're using a weapon skill, there it's. I don't know if I'm gonna get the sword, which is the only thing I can use. It's it's just kind of frustrating because it's so hard to obtain a Blau Dolch, and now everybody else is like, "LOL, Imperial Standing, raw." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, from from what I've heard of people getting them, they are they are pretty worth it. So uh, I've, I, I've looked into the great sword, and I've I've actually considered the great sword. Yeah, have you uh, looked up, like, I mean, is, is the DPS pretty good compared to uh, uh, whatever you're using now? I or- haven't looked that far into it, but I've looked <laughs> at the sword <laughs> and considered it. I said, hmm, that's actually not too bad. I may consider that. And that's exactly what I said as I walked away. <laughs> All right. Um, also, obviously, along with Second Lieutenant, they added five new assault missions. Uh, they opened up the third wing of Iron Jar. And, now, uh, now, of course, uh, we we wanted to to cover Iron Jar in a little bit more detail uh, for this episode, but it seems that as if not a lot of information is coming out uh, about that. A lot. There's a lot of information on the first uh, on the first wing, uh, all three chambers of the first wing, and then after that, it kind of tapers off. So uh, we're we're just going to kind of wait for more uh, more information to come out uh, about each of the wings, and of course, the big deal. The, I mean, the thing that everyone is waiting to find out is what is in Odin's chamber. And that's, of course, the secret to Iron I bet it's Odin. That's my bet right there. I'm putting it on Odin. Wow. Uh, what a game. I've seen the, the DAT files, and there is an Odin Prime. 
I don't know if that means he's a summon, but he's definitely down there. Uh, I'm willing. I'm willing to bet my Palawan set that it is because there have been multiple avatars storyline-wise that we have fought. But unless they're named Prime, you can't obtain them. Example: You fight Diabolos for COP. He's Diabolos. To become summonable, you have to fight Diabolos Prime. And when you fight Bahamut, he's not Bahamut Prime. He's just Bahamut. You know, the the Odin Prime is something that may come out much, much later. It, it, just because it's in the DAT files doesn't mean that it, it's yeah. been added yet. Alexander's in the DAT files, too, and we haven't seen him yet. It, exactly. So, you know, who knows what's coming up? It's, it's a possibility. And if that means Square Enix is considering it, Hey, that's you know that could be something really, really incredible. So uh, who knows if Odin Prime is down in that uh, final chamber of Ionjar, or if uh, you know if it's if it's something else. Uh, who knows? Sage Sunday's down there eating puppies. <laughs> <laughs> like the, all I know about Ionjar so far is you can go in, everything links, and you die. <laughs> so we went in and did one with a perfection link shell, and we. Okay, it wasn't perfect. Um, we got, it, it was over pretty... Well, we lasted 25 minutes um, of the 30. Um, but that's about it. You need black mages, and you need some sleep good going on in there. You need bard sleep going. And yeah, I would, I would say that it would probably be smart to come with a, a bard, a corsair... And uh, and a, and and black mages. Uh, it's a little more. It's a little more than a corsair could manage was once a minute. But true. But yeah. I mean, hey, you know, any any amount of sleep in that in that chaos is uh, is definitely helpful. Yeah, it definitely helped. But still, it's a little overwhelming. You need to definitely bring in as many people as you can. Well, actually, I've also heard that uh, depending on how many people you bring in uh, might determine how many mobs are spawned inside. So. Uh, that's that's another that's another thing that people have been experimenting with, and uh, these these are the kind of results that we're waiting for. So, uh, definitely uh, looking forward uh, to, to covering INJR in the future. So, uh, look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, more or less, the rest of the update was just uh, fixing uh, minor glitches and uh, different problems uh, through game mechanics. So, the mercenary rank and the INJR are really the uh, the big shiners of that particular extra update. Uh, and and no, you know, we didn't we didn't mention this on the limit breaking news segment, but no word about the pit either. They, they hinted at it in the. Well, they sure, that's right. I they sure did. They that sure did. Yeah, the, there was there was no pit release, so uh, maybe there's going to be something for uh, for July. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- with the pit, or uh, you know, who knows? So, uh, greatly looking forward to what uh, Square Enix has coming out for us in the next couple of months. And as soon as we know what's going on, you you bet that you're probably going to get a radi- a limit breaking news uh, segment coming at you. Uh, the pit's definitely. I'm looking forward to that. It sounds like the monster arena for Final Fantasy X meets Pokemon. Which yeah, on a month, gotta catch them and- all. And, and no, online, that's no, just like no. could be the. No. Only I don't know. Tiger Fury's like, just shut up right now. <laughs> that's too much. Let me show you my Pokemon. Let my me Pokemon. show you them. Carry or carry, I choose you. 
We're, uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to that. Now, uh, before we take off, uh, like I said, we're getting close to the end here. I uh, want to take a look at, uh, at emails. Okay, uh, so our question comes from Wygraph from the Azura server, and he says this question is regarding delays. For example, haste and dual wield. I'm a warrior ninja, and I'm starting to get that endgame haste TP build gear, and I question the effects of both dual wield and haste. I read up on FF Encyclopedia that haste is calculated as a reduction in delay. I also looked up dual wield, specifically dual wield 2 because I'm only subbing ninja, and it came to 15%. However, the max haste that can be in a melee character from equipment, haste spells, march song, etc., can only be a maximum of 70%. So my question is, does dual wield count towards all of this? Does it count towards that 70% cap for melee characters, max haste, or can it increase to 85%? And uh, as far as I'm aware, and uh, maybe Foob, Tiger Fury, or Aniro, you can uh, correct me on this, the haste cap is a cap for haste, not a cap for weapon delays. So you can actually get above that 70% delay in weapons. Is that... Do you guys know anything else on that, or...? Dual wield actually reduces your TP build on each hand, though. That's one thing to consider. I mean, if you're, if you're going to sub ninja, yeah, obviously. Enhances dual wield effects, go for it. There's your answer then, Wygraph. Uh, definitely stack your dual wield on top of your haste, because I'm pretty sure that they don't cap with each other. Now, if anyone if anyone out there uh, knows differently, and and if this is in fact incorrect, and and Kahlo is trying to spread misinformation across As Final Fantasy XI, known to do sometimes, uh, please feel free to correct us in our in our uh, information corrections forum on uh, on our webpage www.limitbreakradio.com of course we're uh, we're always open to uh, corrections and actually you know I, I never credited this correction on our on our first limit breaking news segment or on one of our shows i, I can't remember we we pronounced jar as jar which uh, is very incorrect and very uh, a very Midwestern USA way to say it. So um, it's actually Ionjar, and I have to thank uh, Arc Cipher from Titan who sent that in. So. Okay, so uh, can I do uh, Adventure of the Week? <laughs> yeah, knock yourself out. Okay, it's going to be a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, all right. Now, this nomination actually comes from myself along with uh, Elazar and Seen uh, and Junyon and Ariola all of Odin. One word. Motai. Who is Motai? No, no. A more ample question would be, what is Motai? Bred of pure wind in the dreamy fountains of the full moon, Motai is 100% pure concentrated Tarutar. Alright, now, now, now some of, I might have talked about him on previous episodes before, but he, he was sort of a, the sixth member of our COP static. The only difference was that he had already finished COP, and he more or less carried all five of us through the rest. Now, you have to realize that we completed COP in a little under a week. Six days. Oryu through end in six days. People had told us you can't burn Oryu with three black mages, but Motai helped us. Motai gave up his entire weekend, sunup to sundown, and helped us take on three paths, fighting the Mithra, the Bugbears, the Snarls. Of course, we wiped to Snarl a couple times. Uh, the next day, he was already up there waiting. Uh, airship battle came around. Who was there? Motai. Tenzin? Motai. Who escorted us through sea? Motai. Who took us up the tower? Motai. Now, there's a nightmare of an NM fight before the final big bad in COP, where you have to fight four magic pot monsters. 
two black mages and two red mages who are immune to silence and highly resistant to sleep. And as all the pots, physical damage doesn't work super well. We were up there for five hours. Now, who do you think was up there with us, walking us through every attempt? Motai. When we would fail and need more items from Tavnasia, he actually walked all the way back down the tower and bought them for us, over 500k worth of items. And then when the big bad finally rolled around and we were ready to tangle with the Twilight God himself, who was there? El Motai. So, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't have my Raja's Ring right now. So, uh, from myself, Elazar, Seen, Junyan, and Ariola, thank you, Motai. Motai, our adventure of the week this week. Amazing. That's, that's, truly, that's very amazing. I, 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 I owe him my first, second, third, fourth, and fifth born. <laughs> that's a lot of kids. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, you know, the way Kyle gets around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, uh, the last thing that we have, uh, of course, is our brand new segment, Voices of Vonadil. Voices of Vonadil. Hello, fellow friends from Benadil and host of Limit Break Radio. My name is Galadiel from the Surf Server. I live here in Mexico, and let me just say, you have a pretty big fan base here in Tijuana. Uh, I've been a long-time listener uh, and a first-time caller. I've been playing for about five years now, and I definitely have to say that listening to the show has made the experience that much greater. It truly has helped me grasp a larger concept of what this game was all about, the community. Uh, one of the reasons I'm calling in is to congratulate Aniro on what has to be one of the best performances of Recapella I have ever heard, although I have only listened to one other Recapella song. But uh, man oh man, Aniro, uh, you, got to, you got me to laugh so hard at work that they um, even suspended my iPod privileges here at work. Um, you all do a wonderful job, and I can't thank you enough on behalf of myself and the community of Vanadil for your hard work. Although I would like to see uh, maybe if you could air more shows a bit more frequently, but I know it's kind of a stressful thing to do. Uh, thank you again, guys, for everything you've done. And from Mexico, I can say Viva Limit Break Radio. So take care. Bye. This is Firefox Level 45 Warrior from the Phoenix server, and I'm just calling to say that my signet just wore off. Dash Knocker Dan of the Fairy server. I remember Enero talking about Soul Leader on an episode that you should activate it, weapon skill, then deactivate it, which is exactly what you should do. The man knows what he's talking about. You should all really listen to him. The real reason I bring this up is how many people actually know how to remove buffs? I know I've had to teach quite a few people. Uh, it's also one of the most important skills, and it's really easy. Uh, I'm going to try and explain this in a cross-platform manner but I am a full keyboard user. You know that button that makes your chat box a solid color and expands it? Press that again, and you get this box at the top of your screen showing you what buffs and enfeebles you have in effect. For those of you on a full keyboard, that's just hitting the number pad plus key twice. Now that you have this all-knowing box at the top of your screen, you can go to the buff you want to remove and hit accept. That button you use to talk to NPCs and such the buff should disappear. There are a few things this does not work on, though. Signet, Sanction, Food, Level Cap Effects, the Besieged Icon, and Corsair Busts. I don't think it works on their normal roles, either. Everything else? Fair game. Gel Abilities, Protect, Shell, Refresh, Stone Skin, Shadows, Two Hours, you name it, it can be removed. Uh, like mentioned earlier, this is great for things like Soul Eaters, so you don't become an MP sponge. 
and uh, it's also really great for sneak and invisible. Uh, in fact, I like to start recasting sneak, then take the previous sneak off to maximize my time with the sneak effect and minimize my time waiting. It's a great trick I learned mining. I learned a lot of things mining. Well, that's all I got. This is Dash Tank. Good Lord, do not remove your refresh after I refresh you, because you ain't getting another one. Toodles. Hi, uh, it's Jaredin from the Phoenix server. I just want to make a short segment on tanks, uh, specifically in the early levels of the game, uh, talking areas such as uh, Valkyrm, Quiffum, and the jungle. We all know in the game there's three viable tanks at a stretch, if you look at it in a broad sense. There's Paladins, the most commonly and popular, Ninjas, and as well as Warriors, if used right. However, I, I, I want to concentrate more on the first two we mentioned, Paladin and Ninja. We both know there's a lot of advantages to having both of them in a party, and if you can get two Ninjas going, it can be very useful to keep the hit down, damage levels down, and basically a very good party. But, now I level Paladin and I'm currently going for the jungle. And I found that ninjas, especially in these earlier levels such as Quiffum and the jungle, are very ineffective if they're parting on their own and don't have a second ninja of which to balance the shadows with. And my major problem with ninjas is not that they can tank as such, is that their methods of tanking are flawed. Look at the me look at the items that a, uh, that a paladin has available to him. If he subs warrior, you have provoke. At level 30, you gain Sentinel. You also have Shield Bash from a relatively early level. These all generate massive amounts of hate, enmity, and keep the mob's attention directly on who it should be. A Paladin, a character made to be, pardon the expression, an impenetrable wall. But ninjas, they use shadows as such to try and generate and keep control of hate. They may sub-warrior to an extent to try and keep the hate, but in essence, they're not hate management until much later levels, and trying to party with them can make the tank's job extremely difficult. For example, when you're trying to keep the hate away from other individuals, and the, ta and the ninja says, I'll provoke and I will keep the enemy's attention. By doing this, it's placing the paladin out of his natural role. A paladin is there to be tanked and there to take the hate, take the damage that the mob will deal out to him. When a ninja tries to take control of this situation, it can lead to devastating results, especially in form of the mages who are casting the spells to keep the tanks alive. Hate immediately will transfer over onto the white mages, and that will just cause problems for the whole party. So my message really is to all those ninjas out there who are trying to tank in Quithum, in Valkyrm, in the jungle, if you're going to do it, don't make yourself a main tank. Be a backup tank for the Paladin if he somehow isn't doing his job right or if he loses hate for some reason due to a spam happy white mage or a black mage who's getting over happy in the fire magics. Back up the Paladin and be his support. Don't try and take a leading role in tanking because it doesn't help. You're not helping the party in any sense and the EXP will not be any faster. Shadows can only work for a certain extent and don't generate enough hate. They just keep you from getting hurt. But once those shadows fall and you start getting hit, it, it's game over. Well, that's my message, really, and I just, just want the ninjas to think about what they're doing out there before they do it. And think of it, if they've got a pal in the pie, just remember what his role is, what he has been designed to do, 
why would someone like that be in the party in the first place? Well, that's all from me, really. Um, thanks for listening, and I'll chat you about, I imagine. Now, if you want to get on Voices of Vonadeal, if you want to leave us a message, it's real simple. All you got to do is go to www.skype.com, download Skype. It's a free program. Uh, make sure that you have some form of microphone that you can plug into your computer. Uh, add the name Limit Break Radio. It's all one word. Uh, and, and call us, and you will get the voicemail, and uh, you have 10 minutes to leave us whatever you want. And uh, feel free. We, we love hearing stories, strategies, ideas, debates, rants, anything. We want to hear it. Uh, so uh, definitely toss that up uh, at Voices of Vana Deal. And you can also get all of the information on Voices of Vana Deal, www.limitbreakradio.com. Uh, I think that's it for this week. So much information about Corsair. The detail that, that you went into, uh, Fubar, is, is fantastic. Really got a great idea, a great feel for how the job is played and also for how the job is perceived and, and supposed to be uh, perceived and its, and its position and role in a party by other members of uh, the Final Fantasy community and Vonadil. So uh, thank you, Fubar, for joining us. And, uh, of course, thank you for everything that, that you've done for me in-game. And uh, you've been such a great friend for the last three years. And no problem, man. I've had a really, really great time uh, gaming with you. And uh, really, it was, it, was, it was a pleasure to have you on. Look forward to coming back sometime. Of course, you're always welcome back. And and speaking of coming back, Tiger Fury, thank you for joining us on on such short notice, and uh, also uh, providing some some great knowledge, some great ideas uh, about Corsair. And uh, I can't I can't think of uh, anyone better to step in and fill the shoes of Sale and Arjitlam than, uh, than than Mr. Tiger Fury. So uh, thank you for coming back. All right, no problem. I enjoyed it once again. Also, um, anyone who doesn't already know, you should get over to ffxcyclopedia.org, go to their forums and check out their blog system, where Honor Monk Steve's Empty Promises, that's a new title, is being hosted. Um, if that's too confusing, check out our link section on the main page, uh, because Honor Monk Steve's Empty Promises will actually be coming to a close. Uh, here, within the next couple of weeks, you will be seeing the final premiere post. There's uh, some actions definitely heating up, and people who already read have been saying good things, so definitely check it out before it's too late. Uh, also, something else that we wanted to mention, the, the response that we've gotten uh, about the, uh, well, about my, my <laughs> CD, but uh, let's not talk about that. Anyway, no, the, the response that we've gotten for the uh, Limit Break Theater segment that, that we put a snippet of in, uh, in the last show has has really gotten a really great response and and it's it's been it's been getting a good enough response where i think we're going to start production on limit break theater episodes starting in august so what he means by that is Kahlo's going to be locked in the basement until he finally produces a full length script that's exactly what that means <laughs> All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that just about wraps it up. Now, uh, something something also that we do want to mention real quick before we take off here is uh, regular episodes may not uh, see production as regularly as we would like to. Um, we're we're going to try to produce uh, shows as regularly as we can. So don't expect a regular updating schedule on shows. Limit breaking news stuff that's designed to get out real fast and and 
really, you know, uh, look forward to those uh, all the time. Whenever there's something to, uh, to to be reported, we'll be there. But um, as far as regular episodes go, it's going to be kind of hit and miss. We really apologize. We really want to try to get these shows out, but sometimes it can be a scheduling nightmare, and uh, and and so we're we're doing our best. And so just bear with us, and uh, come August, you'll you guys will get a lot of really cool new stuff. So uh, that's it. Uh, that's it for Limit Break Radio. I'm Nero. Keep listening. And I'm Kahlo, Notch's favorite. And I'm Tiger Fury. Hell hath no fury like me. And I'm Fubar. The barbecue kitten revolution continues. Yes. Fancy Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and play in line are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.